Hello, everyone, and welcome on into the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Viola, and today we are going to have a little fun with it. We are talking about some of the craziest, wackiest, most off-the-wall things that you can bet on. I'm joined to help me get through that discussion with my good friend, John Lukasik. John, you are a former sportsbook manager. You've been around the block. You've really been on every side of the gambling industry at this point, and you are no stranger to some of the crazier things that you can do in this industry, right? Absolutely not. You're you're 100% correct. Um, seen it through the years. Uh, we've seen random things that people, you know, always want to bet on. You know, you always get one person every couple months that wants to bet on a WWE WWE match or or uh, what have you. I remember a couple of years ago during the final season. Uh, Game of Thrones, we'd have people asking if they could wager on Game of Thrones. And I, I remember I, I really wanted to put odds up because I was a big fan of the show. I wanted to put odds up even just for the entertainment purposes only, just to show them and kind of have some fun with it. Uh, I, I was I was turned down on that one. Uh, but but yeah, there's always there's always those sorts of things, uh, very niche fringe events that people want to wager on. I, I will fully confess one of the Actually, the only time I have placed a wager on an offshore book was to bet on the Game of Thrones finale. And what I've learned very much in that process, bet the favorites because yeah. it isn't exactly a fair line. Yeah, I, I know. And 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 the, the finale was ruined for me. I think it was with about two episodes left. You saw one person, for those who, I mean, at this point, I, I'm sure, but it's not really. If spoiling, you haven't but- seen the show at this point, we're spoiling it here. But I mean, like, but yeah, the line really shifted out of nowhere and it kind of had me scratching my head a little bit, but, but yeah, so it kind of ruined a little bit, but, but yeah. But, you know, wacky sports, like obviously there are these offshore books where you can bet on almost anything. Now, granted, we don't really want you going to offshore books. It's a very dangerous prospect. Any, any sort of thing like betting on Game of Thrones, your limit's 20 bucks. You're not actually getting down cold hard cash on this but with other things buyer beware you have no guarantees of getting your money back we do not in any way recommend that you use any book that isn't legalized or regulated here in america but during the pandemic a lot of sports books had to start getting creative obviously we had the whole sports shutdown and that meant that they had to start looking elsewhere for where they could put lines up and for what they, we could bet on while we had nothing to bet on here. And so we finally saw some of that stuff bleeding over from those other books, from those offshore books, and coming into America and actually be, be being legalized events that we could bet on. And nothing could be possibly more emblematic of that time than sitting down at Oasis here in Vegas, betting on Korean baseball at two in the morning, right? Yeah, and that, that, that was a lot of fun. I, I think that people were just looking for anything to entertain themselves and people missed sports and they just were locked inside. And it was kind of like, look, anything, any anything to just help pass the, the time go by I, at that point. And so it, it made a lot of fun. It made it really interesting for the bookmakers too that definitely were not uh, uh, adept with some of these these other leagues and these other sports uh, as much. So, you know, setting the lines was interesting. Obviously you're not dealing with as large of pools. So you, you can't necessarily take on uh, major bets anyways, which most people weren't really, you know, doing that, that anyways. Um, so yeah, it was a very interesting time there for sure during the pandemic. 
And, and it really made it, uh, well, like you talk about, one of the biggest challenges was the fact that bookmakers all of a sudden had to go out and learn these really exotic, really wacky sports and try and go, okay, well, I have to be an expert on this now because I have to set a line for this. And that was a crash course kind of overnight thing. Yeah, 100%. And that's where I think some of the uh, copy paste, some of some of the copy paste uh, mentality probably probably came in line there. And it, it, I don't think that was a bad, a bad philosophy uh, to have for many of these books that, uh, again, you know, you're, 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 like you said, you're kind of stepping uh, in, into a brand new realm. But I think that, you know, it, it was, it, I, I think it really kind of took us to the next iteration of the American sports books as we started seeing, you know, some of these, these fringe sports that we would have never really seen, you know, legalized or, or really thought of before in Nevada and, and they were available for, for wagers. And I think that it really kind of, it really kind of opened the floodgates to, to taking on, uh, you know, brand new types of wagers in, in the, the sporting world. And one of the sports that really did catch on and actually has still found a tiny niche market still here in the U.S. and you can actually still find some odds on it and it's it's growing it's even growing in the DFS community is esports and that's something that you and I were both very interested in my pandemic job was working uh, as a host in an esports arena and I know you were also very big on the train it's something the book saw actual handle on like people are betting on competitive gaming now yeah and not to self-promote. I mean, that was my master's thesis was on, you know, gambling and, and, and esports. And I mean, the whole esports, I mean, topic, I mean, that's something you could spend hours, days talking about kind of how, how we got here. And, you know, you go back to about 2015, 2016 is, you know, you started seeing, you know, one of the big questions we saw in the casino industry in general was uh, millennials are now, they now have money and we're afraid they're not going to come into into casinos anymore because they're too busy playing video games. They're not interested in these traditional games, right? Or these traditional casino games. And so the idea was to basically bridge that gap in some way by, by taking video games, the competitive video game world and making it so people could, could wager on them. And there were a lot of people that really kind of put their name at stake saying, this is going to be the big thing. And if you look at the numbers of people watching League of Legends championships, the Dota International, and these far dwarf the Super Bowl numbers. Therefore, with all these numbers dwarfing Super Bowl numbers, well, it's only a, it only makes sense that there's going to be more wagers on this than there's going to be on football. And a lot of us were saying, well, let's, let, let's kind of tap, tap the brakes here a little bit here and not get too far ahead of ourselves. But um, but yeah, so this was something that has going been going on for many years, and and in some ways they there were there were a lot of people that thought Vegas was going to be this natural capital for esports, and I don't know if that necessarily happened for a variety of reasons, but but yeah, and I think that you know with esports, people thought that it was gonna it was gonna blow up, and they thought the pandemic was just gonna just just set it alight, and it was gonna be the, this next big thing. I, I personally am in the camp that I think it's going to be a niche sport that people are betting on, but I think it has legs. I think it's definitely has longevity. I mean, there's a lot of people that are huge fans of it that, that love it, but you know, whether or not it's going to crack the top three, you know, wagerable categories out there in, in the sports betting world. I, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Yeah. I'm with you there. It's it, to me, we, we heard a lot of people talking about it. And as someone who was in that industry for both of us, yeah. we heard so many people saying, oh, it's the next big thing. It's the next big thing. It's going to be bigger than sports. Eh, not quite, but that doesn't mean that it still can't be a thing. It can still be something that finds itself a really good home and gets a lot of that traction. And 
even has something that betters can find an edge in because let's face it, a lot of bookmakers aren't paying much attention to it either. And that's one thing that we have preached so many times on this show. If, if you want to actually be betting with an edge, your best way to do that is find a niche market where you might know more than the books. And esports can be one of those things. Esports is, but again, we go back to the same problem, which is, you know, you're not going to be able to, to get down a, a big yeah. wager. I, mean, I, I would be surprised if, if, I mean, maybe not, but I mean, I'd be surprised if places are, are taking a dime on some of these, some of these events, even some of the bigger ones, but no, you're absolutely right. And I think that if, it, you know, for the, the person who's just kind of a casual better wants to not lose money in the long run. And if you're a fan of esports, or if it's just something you're, you're interested in really studying and, and understanding the, the, the teams, the players, et cetera, it is something that you like your point, you can't have an edge because it's not something that, you know, thousands upon thousands of bookmakers uh, really know inside now. Do you love sports betting as much as Calvin Ridley? Are you willing to stake your career on it? Well, here's your chance to win a signed Calvin Ridley Atlanta Falcons jersey, courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. Subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel right now. Comment below this video, and that's it. We will be announcing a winner right here on the channel, so make sure to turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when new episodes are up and claim your prize. And I think one of the wackiest things in in kind of the marriage of esports and normal sports that we saw during the pandemic and really made for a, wow, what kind of moment are we in kind of feeling was iRacing and the fact that you had literally all of the guys from NASCAR who for some reason couldn't race during the pandemic because I guess COVID restrictions and your cars, you know, could pass from car to car, but I digress. They just sat them down in simulators and actually said, okay, here we go. We're doing an eye circuit now. And that was something that actually found a, a lot of decent traction, right? Yeah. I mean, you saw people interested in it. Uh, I don't think it really took a, a ton of handle again. And I mean, Truth be told, I only watched a couple myself. I thought it was interesting, fascinating. I can't say it really gripped me, uh, you know, as much as some other sports do. But but no, 100%. I think, you know, you brought up the point when we first started talking here, which is the the ability to adapt, right, to your to your surroundings and just, just finding a way to, to make it work, to give people, you know, whether it's a fraction of the experience that they were getting in the traditional sport, you know, blended with some new form of technology or some innovation, some iteration, with that, um, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I love it. I think, I, me personally, my philosophy has always been the more things that the 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 bettor can can bet on, the better. As long as there's, as long as we have, you know, in, you know, integrity in place. You know, there's commissions overseeing these the sports and these events. And as long as that that's all there, and as long as the bookmakers are doing their job, and I know there's probably a lot of bookmakers out there that are like, oh, we don't need another thing to to add to the menu, which we don't know and, and, and whatnot. But I think for the, for the consumer, I mean, the more, the better. And by the way, real quick, guys, if you want to bet on some actual NASCAR or learn how, check out our last episode where I sat down with Zach White, a professional gambler, to talk all about everything you need to know in order to bet on the NASCARs. But right now, you know, you talked about regulatory bodies and the fact that you have to be able, you have to be able to have some degree of oversight and there has to be some element of chance and randomness to these events, but some things actually don't have that. There's a human element sometimes, and yeah, you're not going to be able to go into a sports book and like no one's going to be putting up a line on when your buddy's relationship is going to end or something like that, but you can bet now in some states on the Oscars, 
And that is something that's kind of uniquely drawing this new realm into effect with betting because it's something that there's a definitive result that is known to a small group of people beforehand. Someone out there knows who is going to win best picture before it's announced on screen there. And yet in a couple states now, it's actually something you can bet on. And that's actually been a really big deal. Yeah, I'm, I was very surprised that this, this past, I, I believe, I believe New Jersey was the first state that, that had this. And I think like any sort of judged event, you know, there's always, it's kind of tricky there, you know, like, and it's not only a judged event as in like a sport. I mean, you're talking about something with a predetermined outcome that is known out there. Uh, I mean, I remember it was 2016. I, I'm just, I, I get my, I'm getting my years mixed up. 2016 summer Olympics, I believe. And I remember that, you know, during the summer months, the sports books are always slow. And so the books really wanted the books in Nevada wanted, uh, uh, you know, passage for for the Olympics, which you couldn't previously wager on. And the idea was just to get like basketball passed because they thought, okay, well, basketball it, people are going to bet basketball. That's going to be it. And they thought there was no chance of any of these sort of judged events, some of the the, the diving events and whatnot. And Nevada, the the uh, the, ga- the the gaming control board kind of just swept like they passed everything and so they were able to take wagers on quite a few events that i think people were very surprised on surprised about but yeah I, just my personal uh, you know opinion any any sort of judged event i mean it's one thing but i mean you're talking about something with a predetermined outcome that that's when it's rough i mean even like you talk about you know you can wager on wwe i know in some offshore books too and it's just i don't know i get that 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 stuff just as, as for coming from the bookmaker standpoint sure if i hadn't worked in a casino before i'd say yeah that's great that's awesome that's really cool but, you know, coming from the bookmaker's side or even more so the, the from the side of the regulator where, you know, they have to basically have, you know, have oversight and they're, you know, they're, they're making sure they're protecting the integrity and they're, they're protecting both the consumer and the operator. I mean, that, that, that's kind of a hairy situation. Guys, real quick, remember when you're looking for free picks and sports betting advice, bettingpros.com has you covered with tips from over 150 experts to make it easy for you to cash out. Download the app to get sports betting alerts. You'll get notified of favorable bets based on line movements, consensus picks from the most accurate experts, and vetted systems in play. Betting Pros monitors all of the major sports books, most accurate experts, and top systems to identify the best betting opportunities. So download today in the Apple or Google Play stores. Bo, you bring up a great point there. First off, yes, that it can be a hairy situation with known outcomes and things like that. And it's why there are so few known events. It's why you can't bet on elections, although that's not, you know, a known outcome, but it's something that we've wanted to get and haven't been able to get for a very long time in the US. But betting on the Olympics, that is one of my absolute favorite DGEN things that we can do out there, especially you know, in the winter time, now that we have legal Olympic betting, it means that we can bet on curling. And that is my absolute favorite thing to do come Olympics time is taking some curling at, curling action there because why not? We're having some fun with it. What, what, what What's your favorite Olympic bet? Favorite Olympic bet? I, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I, got, I, I wish I had something else, but no, my mind always goes to curling. It's just so fun. And it's one of those sports that like, I don't know. It's almost like you don't even like need to know kind of what's going on. You just you just have a, a general idea of what it is. You're, I think from from the casual person, you know, you have a general idea of what it is you're rooting for, and it's just there's something there's that's very that's very fun about it. There's something there there's a high level of suspense with like every play, like I mean every every sweep. I mean it's just I don't know. It's it, it's very fascinating. It's, it's very interesting. So I'm I'm 
right there with you on that. Yeah, I think the Olympics are the perfect time for some of these absolutely wacky events, though. It's every four years, really every two, that we get to sit down and we're betting on stuff that we have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. We don't care for three and a half years. And then it comes around and we're going, okay, who's going to win the 1500 meter speed skating? Who's winning the fast walking competition this year? That's one of my most fun, wacky sports things to do. It, it's yeah. always fun degenning out over the summer or winter. Yeah, and if there's a country you like, you know, I'm Polish American, so just bet, bet on Poland for something. Or if there's like, or if there's a person you might follow on Instagram because they're just like they're they're a fun follow. Like, oh yeah, I like them. I'll you know bet on them. Just put twenty bucks on them just to kind of you know sweat them. And I, I don't know that there there's something that's definitely kind of kind of fun about that. And like you said, it's just, it feels it feels very low stakes in 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 general. And you kind of a lot of times you don't know really who you're betting on, so why not? Exactly. Um, but one of my other favorites is this great story that we have right now of Russian table tennis, because that was something that kind of got started during it's an Olympic sport. Believe it or not, you can bet on it during the Olympics, but it's actually grown to the point where we've had people betting on these games where there's just some company in Russia that just has people in rooms playing games against each other. Like a black setting lines. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that that was the first one that, that always came up. And, you know, I remember, so my you know, previous role with, with IGT, when we'd go up and, and we would, you know, work with, you know, prospective clients that were looking to, to build out sports books or whatever, you know, we'd always talk about what, what events they wanted to take the limits, things like that. And I remember so everyone always referenced, everyone always referenced like, well, we're not going to take that Russian table tent every single, every single person. And uh, as geez, like it's, this stuff's really, it's really stuck. And, and I think it, it's become part of like just the sports betting culture and the, the, uh, the sports betting vernacular. I just, you know, in, in that, in that, in that, in that world. So, yeah. And I remember there was, there was, there was a, there was somebody, I can't remember if it was like a 10 or 12 team parlay. Somebody randomly hit with one of the books here in Nevada and, you know, it got caused a lot of people to kind of look into it and whatnot. And I, I of course, I from the bookmaker standpoint, which is never turn down an 18, 10 team part. I just never just take it. Yeah. You're, you're uh, most unless, likely going to be. Yeah. But, but, but to your point though, I think that was part of the concern was, okay, somebody's going to hit this extremely long shot parlay. And here we have this sport where we don't know this, this league and we don't know what sort of oversight's going on. And I mean, that was, that was, that was the, the issue there, but yeah. And, you know, if you're willing to get down money and you're known to a book, a lot of times they will open up some things to you. They, if you ask them to set a line on something, you have a good chance to get it, assuming that you already have a relationship with that book. I know one story from down at South Point, Vinny Maulo there told me about a time when some random guy walks in, says that he wants to get down like $100,000 or something on a polo match. Not water polo, actual horse polo. Okay. And they go... Does he have a player's card? Nope. (laughs) Do we know he is? Nope. Okay, let's do some digging here. And a quick Google search later found out he owned one of the teams that was in it. And they just go, nope, nope. Have a good day, sir. So there are some limits to that wackiness. Yeah, I mean, a couple examples that come to mind for me is, you know, we had somebody who was, when I was at Caesars, he was was really sharp. Oh, he was was really sharp with, like, boxing and, like, combat sports. And he would occasionally ask, and he would get down a lot of money, and and he would occasionally ask for fights where there just wasn't even a line set yet, and he wanted us to originate the line, and, and we're just like, no, 
no, we're, we're not going to do that. But, you know, if you come from one of these, you know, op, if you come from an operator, it's not, not going to be a smaller one necessarily, but if you come from one of the larger ones, and if you have somebody who they might bet $20,000 a hand in Baccarat, you know, they might, they're, they're worth, they might be worth a couple million a year on the craps table, whatever it might be. And if they want to put 50 grand on some, some random event, yeah, a lot of times, you know, you, you, you can make an exception. I mean, you have to, you know, use your, use your instinct there. You have to, you know, uh, you know, with, with Vinny's case, sure. I'm sure if this was somebody that they knew, if that was somebody that played table games four times a week and they just randomly like that, you know, if that relationship was established, that conversation could go a little bit different than if it's somebody that doesn't have a player's card, who's never played there before that owns one of the, you know, horses or teams or whatnot. Want to track all of your wagers in one place? Check out the Betting Pros Pick Tracker at bettingpros.com slash pick tracking. It syncs up with your sports books to tally which picks hit, which miss, and gives you a live look at what the public is doing so you can use real-time tracking to determine which plays to make and which to fade. Get on the leaderboard and quickly become a sharp by using the free advice we offer at bettingpros.com slash pick tracking. The absolute craziest thing going on right now, it's a story that broke last week and has been talked about all over the sports betting world, the fake Indian Cricket League that fooled Russian bettors. A group of Indian farmers essentially started broadcasting these games, pretending to be top-flight Indian cricket, and actually managed to convince some Russians to bet on them. I mean, it just I, sounds like a Hollywood script. Uh, and 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 look, I mean, just to keep going back, I mean, this is always this is always a concern when you start, you know, taking wagers on some of these these leagues, these these lesser known leagues, and 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 whatnot. Uh, the, the the ghost matches and and you know these sort of incidents. I mean, you see these pop up once in a while. Uh, and I mean, to to kind of to 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 just fool like that many people is. Uh, was was very surprising to see, but there are other people that just kind of, I'm sure, just scratch their heads and said, "Yep, this this is why this is why we didn't want sports betting in this state, or we didn't want this, we didn't want you know." So there's always gonna, you know, I'm sure there there were a lot of people that were were saying that as well. But stuff like that, you know, that doesn't happen here in the U.S. where we have a lot of heavy regulation. Everything is really kept on top of. Even the people that go, "Oh, you know, this is this is fixed," or the NFL is fixing yeah, right. this game. No, they're not. And one of the one of the ironies there is that sports betting is actually what really does help with making sure that events aren't fixed. They're one of the first people to sound the alarm and say, hey, something's going on here. We're getting a lot of bets on this game that aren't adding up. That It's raising some red flags. For example, how they figured out the Arizona State point shaving scandal. That was a classic example of sports books being the one to raise the alarm. Yeah, one hundred percent. I thought you were going to say you have to break it, break some eggs to make an omelet. I was like, oh, Tommy, please don't, please don't go there. But um, but no, uh, no, you're one hundred percent. I mean, this it's it's a very regulated industry. I think that I think that's a bit of a misconception among the, the general public, which is which is under, it's understandable. I mean, you know, I, I I totally get that. But it is it is it is very regulated. There are there are tons of concerns. I mean, each one of these leagues, each one of these sports, each one of these types of bets. I mean, it has to get essentially, you know, vetted and by 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 a state gaming commission or a tribal gaming commission, and you know, to 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 be allowed to you know to be wagered on, and 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 whatnot. So, yeah, I think that you know those sorts of leagues, you know, you're not going to really see see action on here, uh, in general. John, thank you so much for joining me here today. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I look forward to meeting up again real soon, which I'm sure that we will. But in the meantime. 
Um, I, I'd say normally if people want to follow you on social media, where should they go? But you're not too big on the social media space. So I'll ask you, is there anything that you want to plug or uh, give a shout out to before we head out here? I wish I did. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah, my, my Instagram is just, just a food blog. Sure, people can follow it if they yeah. really want to. It's uh, it's L-U-K-A, L-U-K-A 916, Luka Luka 916. If you just want to see some of the restaurants I go to, but that are some of the recipes I cook. But that's about it. That's that, that that's kind of what, what's taking up my my summer. I'm, Real happy, more than, I'm more than happy about that. Real cheese move in silence like lasagna and Lukasek, my friend. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on here today. Guys, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You know the drill. If you're listening to us on your podcast platform of choice, give us that five-star rating and review. You can find me on Twitter at TV at work. Follow betting pros at betting pros. It is just that simple. And ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next episode.